0: creation family church it's so good to be with you as we enjoy our 9 a.m. live service together we want to thank you for tuning in right now because we value being together as a community we have pastors and hosts who are with us here this morning and so if you'd like to connect or you'd like to just say hi then they would love to connect with you. There are links accompanying this video where you can do that. we pray that the Lord would really speak to you during the service and the worship. So let's jump right
1: in and see what he'll do this morning. Hey, new creation. It's so good to be gathered with you again in this manner. Uh, Of course, I would prefer to have been there with you in person, but given the uh, prevailing circumstances, I will settle for being with you in the spirit. Uh, We continue to pray for you uh, as a church and as a people as you continue to combat the rise of the third wave in your province. We are fully aware of the overwhelming statistics of the people who are infected on a daily basis. And uh, we want to say to you, as Christians, you should not be overcome by fear. Do not allow uh, the spread of fear to grip your hearts. We know that when uh, things like this are happening, the enemy has got his own agenda. Which is to um, bring fear into our hearts But the Bible has said God has not given us the spirit of fear But that of love, power and a sound mind So I want to uh, encourage you and challenge you To exercise that which God has already given you He did not give you fear So do not exercise fear Exercise love Exercise power and a sound mind May, may we be known in this season As people of sound judgments sound judgments, and may we be known as people of love uh, let us not be stupid and silly uh, let us be people who are highly responsible in our response to what the world is going through at this present moment. Uh, I know that's a a rather strange salutation. I did not intend to go that route, but somehow in my spirit, I, I just felt the need to encourage you not to allow the spirit of fear to enter into your hearts and to exercise good. Judgment now, before we go into the Word of God, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Paul and Milan for affording me this opportunity to minister to you the Word of god uh, i 'm sure you guys already know this uh, you 've got a great pastor uh, you 've got great pastors and um, for us, the more we journey with them, the more we appreciate uh, this lovely couple you call pastors. And we are really blessed to have them in our lives. And so, won't you take a moment in the comments section of whatever platform you are using to appreciate your pastors uh, for me. Let's just tell them how much we love them. Uh, tell them you are praying for them, you are thinking of them. Say something good, amen. Uh, if you don't have any words, uh, thumbs up, a heart or something uh, will go along way but let's let's not miss out the opportunity uh, to appreciate the grace that is upon their lives we love you paul and Milan, and uh, thank you once again for this opportunity all right so i want to uh, go into the word of god i understand that you have been doing a series called words to live by that's a powerful series, uh, and in this series, I believe you are focusing on some of the things that Jesus said. And so when your pastor spoke to me and invited me to share with you, uh, I really felt the Holy Spirit uh, pulling me towards the subject of prayer, because prayer is one of the things that Jesus spoke of, but it is um, greatly neglected in today's church. Uh, most of you will agree with me that prayer is one of the most neglected spiritual disciplines in the postmodern church. And yet, when we go back to the first century church, The Bible says they devoted themselves to four things uh, the apostles doctrine to fellowship the breaking of bread and prayer There were four uh, Core values or main things in the first century church and prayer was one of them They literally devoted their lives to prayer and which means that if you wanted to be a part of the first century church You were you must uh, be willing to to commit yourself to a prayer meeting or to some form of prayer because prayer was essential in the first century church today's Christians uh, tend to commit to all sorts of other things if you go to uh, most churches the prayer meeting is one of the poorly supported or attended meetings in the church uh, because people will gladly commit to a sunday morning service commit to a live group or uh, a small group whatever you call them that side Uh, people will commit to nights of worship people will commit to fellowship but very few christians in today's churches are willing to commit themselves completely to prayer Uh, I don't know about you. I haven't completely figured out my eschatology. I'm still working out a lot of things. But according to uh, Revelation chapter number 8, whatever God has in store for us in the last days, the Bible is clear that uh, the prayers, the collective prayers of the saints has a lot to do with the unlocking of what the Bible calls the seventh seal. So whatever God has in that uh, plan for... uh, the end times prayer the collective prayer of the saints will play a vital role so we have to start taking prayer seriously we need to devote ourselves to prayer like the first century church now last week your pastor was teaching you uh on what it means to be a disciple an an apprentice a follower of jesus christ and i'm sure uh there was a lot of things that you spoke about but i want to say one of the things or one of the key characteristics of disciples of jesus christ is prayer in luke chapter number 11 the disciples came to him and said to him master teach us to pray Uh, Of all the things that these guys could have taught, asked Jesus to teach them, they asked to learn how to pray. They could have asked him, teach us to preach. You know, there are a lot of people that will come to me and say, teach me how to preach. They could have said, teach us how to sing, teach us how to lead churches. Uh, In fact, one of my favorite would have been, teach us how to fish for gold coins from the mouth of a fish. They could have asked to be taught how to work all sorts of miracles, but they asked, teach us to pray. And so it is important if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ to learn how to pray. You have to devote yourself to the process of learning to pray. And that is indeed a process you see we've got a lot of Christians who want to perform the kind of miracles that Jesus performed we quote scriptures like oh Jesus said that we will do greater things than those he did but if we want to do the greater things that Jesus did we also need to be willing to pray the way he prayed so the disciples did not ask for greater miracles or for greater power they asked for a lesson in prayer because they understood that if they could pray the way Jesus prayed they will then be able to perform all the miracles that Jesus performed you see the church is powerless because we are not devoting ourselves ourselves to prayer we need to devote ourselves to prayer and we need to learn how to pray now how does prayer fit into the important words of Jesus Christ Uh, according to your series Uh, I know Jesus did not teach prayer as one of the most important commandments like how he commanded us to love God with all our hearts and to love our neighbors as ourselves but when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray he made it clear that prayer was not a suggestion he made it clear that prayer was an absolute necessity in the life of a believer he did not say if you pray prayer was not a suggestion he didn't say well if you like to pray but somehow today's church kind of believes that prayer is an option you pray only if you want to pray so everybody will come to a sunday morning service but they will look at a prayer meeting as an optional meeting because we don't understand the necessity of prayer so jesus said when you pray which means that jesus expected his disciples to pray there comes a time in your life that you have to understand that prayer is not an option for a believer prayer is a necessity you must Pray. The Bible says men ought always to pray and not faint. The Bible says when you are in trouble, you need to pray. So prayer is our first response when we are in trouble. I don't know about you, but right now the world is in trouble. The world is going through a crisis. And our response as Christians or our first response as Christians should be prayer. But yet we have uh, many Christians who are willing to come for a church service, but they will not come. a prayer meeting one of the meetings that should be full in this crisis is the prayer meeting when you understand the significance and the importance of prayer the meeting you are not supposed to be um, uh, missing is the prayer meeting because in the prayer meeting great things are going to happen in the prayer meeting the answers to your troubles are going to be released The first century church was so devoted to prayer that the Bible says they actually had a time they called the hour of prayer. If if you think of it in um, Acts chapter number three, when Peter and John are on their way to the temple, the Bible says it was the hour of prayer. The church knew that there was a specific hour that was dedicated to prayer. And yet today's Christians, we know when church starts. We know when the evening service starts. We know when there is a conference. We know everything. uh, every other program that is happening in our church and we even diarize those but we do not know the hour of prayer we do not know when prayer meeting starts on a sunday morning we do not know what day we have prayer in our church because prayer is no longer a priority one of the main meetings you need to schedule on your phone on your calendar is the prayer meeting because prayer must be uh, a priority for a disciple of Jesus Christ. If I were to give this message a title, I would call it Prioritizing Prayer. I know I'm going to touch a lot of concepts on prayer, but my main point is you need to begin to take prayer seriously in your life. Jesus said, When you pray, you say, Our Father. So you have to prioritize a time when you will pray. In your life, prayer must become a priority I really really believe that God is calling the church not just new creation but God is calling the church collectively uh, to a time of prayer Uh, I've been challenging our church to pray and our prayer meeting is beginning to grow I just had just yesterday we 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 had um a prayer meeting and um, somebody visited our prayer meeting and they said to me, Hey, I think there's a revival happening in, in, in your church because we saw 40 people show up in the middle of the week for a prayer session. In a time where the church has been limited to 50 people, 40 people show up for a prayer meeting because we are beginning to understand that prayer is a necessity. And I want to encourage you, take prayer seriously. I'm going to read the scriptures and I'm going to show you how the first century church prioritized prayer. In Acts chapter number six, the Bible says from verse one, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, those who were committed to following Jesus, you know, those that your pastor was talking about last week, true disciples, people that are really serious about their faith, people who are serious about following Jesus. The Bible says when this number was multiplying, they arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distributions that word daily distributions can also be translated service in 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 some bible says daily service and that word service also can be translated ministry so uh, these people were being neglected in daily ministry and verse 2 says then the 12 summoned the multitude of the disciples and said to them, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of, uh, of God and serve tables therefore brethren seek out from among you seven men of god of good reputation full of the holy spirit and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business but we will give ourselves continually other versions say we will devote ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word and this saying pleased the whole multitude can you see this The first century church understood the significance of prayer, that the Bible says when the church was beginning to grow, you know, they had this problem, the disciples were were being added every single day, they were multiplying beyond measure, and the need to just uh, minister to all these people that were being added to the church became overwhelming, such that people started complaining that when they come to church, there were not enough ushers, there was not enough people uh, serving the tables, there were not people enough. People directing traffic. There were just um, uh, thousands of people f- uh, flocking into the church building. And so when they took this problem to the apostles, one would have expected them to drop everything and start serving. The tables, but the apostles responded in a very um, interesting manner. They said to the congregation, they called the congregation and they said, "It is not desirable for us to leave the word of God and serve tables now, following the logic of the scripture, we can actually add prayer to this undesirable thing that we 're talking about. It is not desirable that we should neglect prayer and the word of god so I like this phrase, it is not desirable. You see, the reason why people neglect prayer is that they desire other things more than they desire prayer. But for the first century church, they desired prayer more than they desired anything else. In other words, uh, the apostles were, had a whole lot of preaching engagements. They had a whole lot of opportunities to do good, to serve people at the tables, to 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 feed people during the crisis and during this COVID pandemic, they wanted to be in the front front lines right there touching people that was that was what was expected of them but they said guys it is not desirable for us to be doing outreach doing all these things and neglecting prayer there are so many leaders that will quickly neglect prayer. If your day is busy, you must be able to say, hey, I'm going to put off a few things, but it is not desirable for me to put off prayer. The first century church desired prayer more than they desired television. They desired prayer more than they desired preaching. They desired prayer more than they desired ministry. They desired prayer more than they desired a worship service. Do you really desire To spend time in prayer because unless we have a genuine desire to spend time with God in prayer we are not going to see uh, our prayer meetings um, getting fuller anytime soon there has to be a genuine desire for the presence of God in prayer so they said it's not desirable what is it that you desire more than prayer right now you see when you are willing to put off prayer you are simply saying in the heavens, I desire whatever you have used to take your prayer time more than you desire prayer. And I want to challenge you in this season that God is saying you need to prioritize prayer. That you will desire to spend 30 minutes in prayer before you spend 30 minutes watching an episode from whatever series you are into at this present moment. What, are you, what excuses are you giving for not praying? The bottom line is you are desiring those things more than you desire the presence of God. So the, the apostle said it's not desirable. It doesn't even tempt us. It's not even, it didn't even pass our minds that the church is growing so we need to spend more time serving people. We want to spend as little time... Uh, at the tables and all of our time in prayer and in the word. In fact, they responded in the direct opposite manner than what the uh, postmodern church will do. We would say, Well, I've got a busy day, so I don't have enough time to go to a prayer meeting. So when they looked at their calendars and they saw that their days were getting busy, they said, We would rather stop doing all these things. And be found in a prayer meeting than to do all these things and not pray. So they said that whatever time we used to spend at the table serving people, now we are going to take that time and give it into give it to God in prayer. We're gonna spend that time in prayer. And here's what really fascinates me about the first century church. The Bible says, and this saying pleased the whole multitude. Not just some so all these people that were gathered they were they were well pleased with the idea of the apostles dedicating themselves to more time in the word and in prayer in other words let me let me bring it into our context you want the pastor to come to you and have coffee with you you're like hey pastor paul i want you to come and have tea with me i want you to come and have coffee with me and paul would say to you hey it is not desirable for me to leave prayer And have a cup of coffee if you were to say that Paul I can tell you more people in the church today will be offended they will not be pleased with that statement because they would rather have you at their brides at their birthday functions and their dues doing all sorts of things than to have you logged up in a room in prayer but the first century church was like wow that's awesome that we have leaders that would rather pray during this COVID pandemic people are saying where is the pastor And, and, and yes the pastor must be present and is there and is always willing i know your pastor is a great man he loves he loves people and he wants to be in the forefront uh when he had to go into quarantine his his, his challenge was hey uh, i want to be with the people and that's his heart but listen to me what if you said, it's not my desire to be out there doing all those things but i want to be praying for you will that please you for the first century church they were like wow we've got pastors that would rather lock themselves in a room and pray than come out without the presence of God. And so this is how the first century church took prayer seriously in their time. Most people in today's church will be offended when you use prayer as an excuse not to be at their functions. It's time to take prayer seriously. It's time to devote yourself to prayer. Seek first the kingdom of God. And and one of the main ways in which we seek the kingdom of God is through prayer. Prayer is one of those key ways of seeking the kingdom of God. I really believe that God is challenging you in this season, new creation, to come together and begin to pray like never before. I know you went through the series called Reset because you are trying to figure out how the church will look like post this COVID uh, pandemic. I, I, I must say, I don't know what the church is going to look like. But one thing I know is God wants the church to look more like the first century church. He wants the church to be more devoted to these few things. And one of them is prayer. I love what you guys are doing. You are stripping down. You are cutting off all the things that are not necessary. You know, we have kept ourselves so busy with programs. We have kept ourselves doing all sorts of things. And we call that church. But now God is saying I want you to narrow down church to a handful of things and you guys are looking for the weightier words that came out of Jesus' mouth and you're like let's build around these words, let's live in accordance to these words and I'll say well done for that. But I want to say to you one of the weightier words that came out of Jesus' mouth is you need to pray prayer is not optional you need to take prayer seriously and when you begin to pray the way jesus wants you to pray i promise you you're going to see miracle signs and wonders breaking out of every aspect of your church and ministry because prayer is essential to what god wants to do on the earth you know when we look at Acts chapter number 12 we see a picture of what will happen when the church makes up its mind that it's time to pray in Acts chapter number 12 the bible speaks of uh, james being arrested by herod and then being uh, beheaded now during that period there is no mention of the church praying for james they they may have been praying but the bible does not record anywhere that the church came together to pray for james but so, Herod, the Bible says, he took, he went on and arrested Peter, who is a leader, the key leader at that time in the church. He arrested him with the intention of beheading him in the same manner that he had just um, uh, killed James. But the Bible says the church, this time around, the church came together and they started praying. The Bible says they came together and they prayed earnestly for Peter. The church started praying so much so that while they were praying, the Bible says an angel visited Peter and miraculously delivered him uh, from the prison. And this is what the Spirit of the Lord said to me. He said in this time where there are so many restrictions upon the church, the one thing that the government or... um, anyone for that matter cannot restrict is the amount of time you spend with God in prayer. You can pray while you are working. You can pray wherever you are. You can pray without ceasing. The Bible says it is possible. So it is possible that in this time even though we cannot gather in one building because of the limitations that have been imposed upon us we can devote ourselves to prayer and when we begin to pray like this in one accord and we begin to pray continually without season, i heard the lord say that he's going to release supernatural miracles in the church he's going to release supernatural miracles in our communities through the church but all this is going to happen in response to prayer james was killed because the church did not pray but when the church prayed peter was miraculously released and i heard the lord say as you go into this um, season of lockdown, as it were, when the churches have been limited uh, and we cannot gather the way we would love to gather. This time around, let us pray. Let us pray like never before. Let us devote ourselves to prayer. Let's pray for one another. Right now you guys need to be praying for your pastor, your pastor's wife. You need to be praying for them that healing would come to them and that they will, uh, they will recover supernaturally uh, during the season. You need to be praying for one another. And here is the key. When the church begins to pray collectively, our prayers are answered supernaturally. While they were praying, the Bible says Peter was released and came to them while they were still praying. I'm telling you in this season, when we, if you were to take prayer seriously, you will see your prayers being answered before you even said amen. So let us come together as a church and begin to pray. Let us come together as a church and take prayer seriously. Um, in closing, I would like to take a moment just to pray for you. I want to pray that God will revive your prayer life. I pray that God will give you grace to intensify your prayers, to prioritize prayer, to take prayer seriously, and to devote yourself to prayer in this season. So heavenly father, I thank you for new creation. I thank you O God for this call to prayer. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that now more than ever, the church will begin to take prayer seriously. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will teach us to pray in this season. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will give us grace to prioritize and intensify our prayers. Your word says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much i pray that our prayers will become fervent will become effectual in this season that each and every one of us will understand that our prayers are significant and they make a difference i pray oh god that as new creation begins to rally together and begin to respond to this word in prayer i pray oh god that like the first century church prayed for peter and supernatural things happen i pray oh god that this week as the church prays supernatural things will begin to happen i pray oh god that even as they gather today or whenever else they are going to gather for prayer when they pray for their sick their sick will be healed i declare right now in the mighty name of jesus that because the church is praying the sick are being healed I speak healing over every person who belongs to new creation who's not feeling well, be it because of the COVID uh, virus or any other sickness and disease. We release healing because your word has assured us that we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Your word has assured us, oh God, that the prayer of the righteous avails much. And so right now, we are praying for every sick person within new creation to be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I claim supernatural um, breakthroughs for new creation in prayer today in the mighty name of jesus i pray that in response to prayer we will hear testimonies of people that are healed supernaturally today in the mighty name of jesus we give you honor we give you praise because you are reviving our prayer lives i pray that the prayer meeting will become so lively that whatever form of prayer meeting they are having will, uh, will become um alive in the mighty name of jesus father you are able to do this we are seeing it in our church and we pray that they will see it even in greater measure where people will fall in love with prayer that people will desire prayer more than they desire the things of the world and lord i pray that above all your presence will be made manifest in new creation in response to prayer thank you father for the plans that you have for this church for their community for the nation I thank you that as they pray, those things will happen in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you very much for allowing me into your homes. This is all the time I have, and uh, I pray that the word that I have shared with you has at least challenged you in line with what your pastor has been teaching, that these are the words that Jesus spoke. Jesus expects you to pray. Take these words seriously and see what will happen if you will devote yourself to prayer. God bless you new creation. Until I see you in person sometime soon, uh, keep us in your prayers as we will continue to pray for you as well. We love you. God bless you.
2: Amen, God. As we are challenged to pray more, we want to pray in this moment. I want to connect with you in this moment again in pursuit of your presence. I don't know about you, but I was convicted a lot in that message. I was challenged to the, um, yeah, the state of my prayer life. And I can honestly say that prayer is not as large a part of my, my spiritual journey as I know it should be. And I don't know if you have prayer waxed in your life if you are doing just great in your your, prayer, your personal prayer life but my, my feeling is that we could all be doing a little bit better and so I thought that maybe in this moment we could take some time to pray and connect with God and, and I believe that our, our first response should maybe be repentance For neglecting the presence of God in substitution for for other things in our lives. Like Pastor Justin said, what are we substituting our desire for God's presence for? Maybe we can start off with repentance. And then maybe we can move into asking God to revive our prayer life. Our personal prayer life. We spoke a lot, or we heard a lot about corporate prayer life, and that is important, and that's vital, and something we'll get to, but I believe it needs to start in our personal prayer life. So why don't we take a moment to to repent and ask for revival in this moment. Sorry, God, for putting other things above your presence, for desiring other things before and above you. I pray for revival in, in each of our lives. I pray that we turn from neglecting you to embracing you to not being able to move without you like it says in the book of exodus that unless you are with us we will not move we will stay where we are in pursuit of your presence before we get up and, and chase after other things pray for forgiveness for where we've fallen short pray for forgiveness for taking our our heart out of the relationship with you and trying to control our, our relationships. I pray that we allow you to be who you are in our lives. But I pray for you to come and meet each one of us in this week as we, we commit to making conversation and engagement with you more of a priority, something that we're going to intentionally choose to do. May we respond to this message actively. May there be active conversation with you throughout each one of our lives. In the passing of this week. I pray in Jesus' name. We're going to end off the service with, with a song. And it's another opportunity to engage in, in God's presence. So why don't you allow him to move wherever you are we sing together
0: thank you for joining us for our online sermon if you feel that God spoke to you during the message and you'd like to respond in any way then I just want to remind you that our pastors are waiting for you to connect with them they'd love to pray with you and encourage you in your walk with Jesus hope you have a great week and we hope to see you again as we faith journey together